Shadow Twilight on SAFM. Good day to you, Mzansi, and welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Uh, my name is Shadow Twala. Hazel Makuzene is my producer, and our technical producer for today is Keith John. Our contact details are 0891102010. Email otherwise at safm.co.za. Tweet at otherwise safm or at Shadow Twala. Now, to kick off Women's Month, we talk to uh, editors of various magazines. Sally Emery, editor of Good Housekeeping. Nawal Nulwazimzuli, CEO of Quenta Media and founding editor of Essays of Africa. We speak with Anna Rich, who is senior editor at Fair Lady. Uh, and then we speak to deputy editor of True Love magazine, Nompumelelo Zulu. Now, we also talk to Elizabeth Ngozi, who is CEO of Africa Tech on USA, international speaker and global thought leader, who is in South Africa for the African Women's Leadership Summit, taking place tomorrow on the 4th. Um, before we do all of that, though, we thought we'd give you a quote by, it is Women's Month, and this one is by um, Bell Hooks, who's an author, and she says, the moment we choose to love, we begin to move against domination, against oppression. The moment we choose to love, we begin to move towards freedom, to act in ways that liberate ourselves and others. 104.4, the home of SAFM in Durban. Durban. SAFM, South Africa's news and information leader. Shadow Twala on SAFM. Okay, let's welcome Sally Emery, editor of Good Housekeeping. Sally, hello, welcome. Hi, Shadow. Nice to chat to you again. How warm are you? Because this weather... Well, you know what, it was very wind when I left out there this morning, so I kind of got it that I didn't put my tights on. I'm feeling a little bit chilly now that the wind's changed well, freezing we, again. we all did that because <laughs> you get into town and then you think, oh, what did I do wrong? Exactly, but what a beautiful weekend we had. Eh? No, it was lovely. It was actually, so it was a nice surprise, you know, a yeah. nice break. But you've got lots of winter suppers for us in your magazine. Yes, aren't they absolutely delicious and so simple to do? Um, you know, uh, um, as you say, our food focused on um, delicious stews and soups. Mm-hmm. And um, I think my favorite aspect of it is taking one sort of basic chicken soup and then giving it all sorts of different twists mm. to turn it into a different supper. Um, you know, so you've got the, um, like a classic noodle and then the coconut and lime, giving it a kind of a Thai twist and giving it a Greek twist with a lemony thing and the Tex-Mex, so just um, taking one basic uh, recipe and then um, putting different spins on it and, of course, beautiful, delicious stews. And uh, I don't know about you, but in winter, I just love a whole one-pot thing. I, I um, do too, but it, it, it sits in your body for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's um, uh, the focus of our food this month, so lots of uh, bowls of steaming deliciousness. Well, I'm going to try the chili steak with Hawaiian rice. I think that looks absolutely lovely. You'll have to let us know what you think. Yeah, no, I will do. Now, 28 diet tips, talking about food that stays in your body. I think it comes at the right time, right? Hello? Can you hear me, Sally? Yes, sorry, I lost you very briefly. No, no, I say, I think these these tips come at, at the right time. Absolutely, because you know what it's like in wintertime, hey? <laughs> and um, the, the, what I liked about that story is we took really practical, simple little things and little tweaks that you could make to your diet um, to make sure that uh, you head into summer not having to start with a whole two-month program trying to lose all the weight that you put on in winter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, I, but my favorite, though, is, is the, the budget-friendly mini home makeovers because 
You know, I think every season, one needs yeah. to, the home needs to look different, feel different. Exactly. And but it costs money. Shadow, it's the tiniest little thing that you can do that can just put a completely different spin on things. And, um, you know, there were simple things there, like just painting the, the legs of the chair into mm-hmm. a bright color can make something different. Or, um, you know, uh, sort of the power of grouping things in threes. Um, and, you know, taking a plain curtain and trimming it with a bit of braid or all those little pom-pom things. Mm. And, um, you know, I think that that's really what, what good housekeeping is all about, is not expecting you to go out and spend a fortune on new trends and fashions, etc., but actually working with what you've got and often um, simply, you know, by making simple and small changes, you can really change the whole sort of vibe of a bedroom or even your wardrobe. So you talked about grouping things in threes. Yes. Is there significance to the number three? I don't think there's a significance. I think it's just about that it sort of balances things out, and I like it. Mm -hmm. I don't know that there's a scientific reason (laughs) behind it. (laughs) But I'm sure someone's probably done a thesis on it. (laughs) Well, I suppose if you talk to feng shui practitioners, they'll probably find a reason why three and and not six or four. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, no, maybe, so I'm sure there is um, a logic behind it, but um, I think it's more just, you know, the sort of decor experts say that the, the eye likes a three. Well, I, I thought I'd ask everyone today, uh, yes. all the editors, what's your kind of um, a wish for August month? What should we be working towards? It's Women's Month. And what, what should we try and achieve by the end of Women's Month? Oh, my wish is so big for Women's Month. I don't know if it can be achieved in a month. Um, I just had very sad news um, this last week of one of my sons' classmates were killed. And, um, you know, I just I wish that all mothers were able to give their children a safe home environment for them, for them to grow up and nurture and be their best, their absolute best. You know, our children have got so much to contribute and to see young lives cut short. I just I, And I just wish that moms, every mom in this country, had the, the, the space to nurture and care for their children. And, you know, bearing a child is never a good thing, eh? No. It's, it's, um, it's shocking and it's wrong. Just wrong is the only word I can think of. Mm. Okay, so that's, that's our wish for to yeah. make, make our homes safe. Yes. And uh, our children, you know, to grow up in safe environments. Mm. Yes. So we must talk to our communities and what do we yeah. do to reach out to each other? I know, it requires respect. I love that quote that you had at the beginning about when you choose love. Yes. And um, I think that sometimes we can sort of see love as something mushy and, you know, and love isn't just romantic. Love mm-hmm. is um, respect for ourselves, respect yes. for other people. And uh, I think that that quote was just so perfect for me, especially how I feel a little bit uh, uh, bruised right now mm. and sensitive about things going forward. Sally, I'm, sen- I'm, I'm sending you a virtual hug. Thank you, Shadow. I can feel it. (laughs) Thanks for talking to us, Sally. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your week. You too. Bye-bye. That's Sally Amory, editor of Good Housekeeping. And, yes, it is Women's Month, and let's let's work towards something, you know, and achieve something as as women. It's Women's Day every day, but, you know, let's make efforts this this Women's Month to, to hold hands for a common cause. When we come back, uh, we'll be speaking with Nawal Nolwazimzuli. She's the CEO of Quenta Media and founding editor of Essays of Africa. And we find out what's in her magazine uh, this month. Shadow Twala on SAFM.
Okay, now um, she's got Nawal's got a beautiful, beautiful cover um, with with Jerry. I always want to call her Jerry Ransedi, and she's Jerry Elston. Uh, she's a wife, a mother, mentor, and a force to be reckoned with. But the cover is so beautiful. It's with her two daughters, and there's so much love in their faces. And I, I thought, oh, great, you know. Um, I, in fact, we must get Jerry in to talk to her. Uh, but this is what Essays is, has gone with as a cover. Oh, by the way, uh, Good Housekeeping had Jennifer Aniston on the cover. And this now, Essays, has got this refreshing cover. And uh, Nawal joins me now. Hello, Nawal. Hello, Shadow. Hello. How are you? I'm well, thank you. I'm well, thank you. It's a good month for us. No, no, you said well, thank you twice, so you must be very well. <laughs> It's a month for us to celebrate. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, what a beautiful cover. Thank you so much. Thank, Thank you. And I think we've just been inspired by the beautiful women we have in the continent. And we said, let's make this particular issue, which is all about us, mm-hmm. spectacular. You're still in your own words to be expectacular, uh, you know, cover and and here here it is. Mm. Thank you. Mm. And and it's Jerry and her and her girls. I didn't know she she had she was mommed too. Hey. The beauty with uh, being uh, being a woman is that you don't actually have to really have your own a DNA children. You can actually have children that we call mm-hmm. um, your heart children. Mm-hmm. So she is blessed um, as, as a woman to have an opportunity of sharing her journey and, um, you know, uh, be, be, be accompanied in her own journey with these two wonderful, warm-hearted, grounded young women. Mm-hmm. They are just phenomenal. And you can see, you know, the touch of, of Jerry in them. Um, you can see uh, that they are really strong young women. They do have the, the appearance that they love so dearly, but um, she also adopted them to say, well, I will share you with your parents. Mm. You're also going to be my daughter, which is something that we really don't embrace, I suppose, mm. as, as, as people, especially, um, you know, the young, sophisticated um, you know, a, 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 a society, we, we would tend to, it's either I have to register you to be my own daughter. But if you look back where we come from as a nation, especially, you know, the African society, um, you will raise your aunt's children without even realizing that you are actually taking care of them. Mm. And the whole adoption really started now to formalize mm. because of trying to control but there she is. She's really enjoying the space with the girls. She's really enjoying to be a mom. She's enjoying walking that parenting journey because she still, you know, uh, gives them guidance, offer them, you know, and just that being called mom. You know, when we were with her and in the shoot, the girls, they came back and said, gosh, the way they mom and mom and mom and dad and dad, <laughs> it's just amazing, you know. And, and that is actually what life and love is all about. And she's just a happy and a blessed young woman. Do you know you you we start, you started talking about it being Women's Month, and uh, 
I, I, there's so many women's issues to deal with, and you deal with them throughout the year on, you know, in your magazines and your pages. But what stands out for you this month, being Women's Month? What should we be celebrating? What should we be um, uh, talking about? What should we be trying to achieve? For me, I will say I've, I'm, I'm just too passionate about this. And, um, yeah, it just always brings tears when I talk about it because I know the pain of just being a woman. Um, I know and I've seen people really walking the journey and just sitting down and listening to, you know, great women that share their different journeys. It really just breaks me because I say, well, maybe I am lucky, but I know that it's not an easy one. Mm. If we were to pause um, and, and, and really think deeply about what happened in 1959, because we tend to forget. Mm. And we need them to say as women, how do we craft our own craggle of going forward? Because we are just about to celebrate, nine, I mean, 60 years, mm. Mm. just around the corner. That is actually next year. And the question then becomes to every African woman that the question should be, what is it that I can stand up and say, I have made a difference in people's lives? Mm-hmm. You know, when you when you look at um, you know the likes of uh, Udoka, um, you, you just look at uh, the great women, for example, like Udoka Vuyo Masati. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think she has got probably a lot. She will come with a bucket of knowledge and say to us, these are the things that I have achieved. The question for me, and it should actually be the question for every woman and every young woman, that what is it that I can really stand up and say, as I was walking the journey towards the 60 years celebration, which is next year, these are the tangible things that I have achieved, not only for me, but I have also managed to raise and make other women to shine and benefit and to ensure that we are crafting a sustainable, especially when it comes to economy, you know, at that whole issue of economic emancipation. These are the things that I can, you know, raise. Mm-hmm. There's one woman for me, Shada, this year, and especially this month. She is on page 30 in this issue, our Mm -hmm. August issue. Mm -hmm. Unbelievable woman. Her name is Moreu Moketi. Mm -hmm. She works as a domestic worker. Mm -hmm. Comes from the Ampirstad of this country. She never had an opportunity to go to school. She was badly abused by her stepfather that she only discovered that it's my her stepfather when she was pregnant. She always wondered why she he ill-treated me, why he never wanted to buy me school uniform, why he never wanted to support me or encourage me to go to school. And she carried this anger that her mother never told her that, you know what, you are different because this man is teaching you differently because he is your stepfather. And, but she said, I'm going to convert my anger and change my daughter or my children's lives. Mm. 
she says, in her whole family history, there's nobody who completed matric. When she came to Johannesburg to seek for employment, she was blessed. She got an employer that really loved not only what she does, but loved what she loved. He loved her heart. This employer said, you've got a a three-year-old girl. Bring her with to my house. She brought that little girl, and this one that I'm talking about, if you look at her, she's pretty. That lipstick, she wears that lipstick every day when she starts her work. Because she's a pretty woman. She never sort of like said, because I am a domestic worker, then I should just be shabby. She wears the apron. She put the, 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 the scarf. But she says, I always loved to have a lipstick. And now I can afford to have a lipstick. She puts that lipstick on. But guess what she does? With that little girl, she takes that little girl to school every day. Until I had a conversation with her and one of the writers, I said, why do you take this girl? I've seen you in the past 10 years. Every day you take her to school in the morning. Mm-hmm. Is she your, girl, your daughter or she is an adopted child in that family? She said, no, she is my daughter. Mm-hmm. They pay for her school fees. She goes to the private schools, bless her heart. But I make it my business as a domestic worker and as a mother that I take her to school and I pick her up, I mean, I pick her up from, you know, from school. Mm. I got messed up as a woman because I was pretty and I was stopped by the boys and my whole life just collapsed. So now I am a loving mother who supports education, but at the same time, I want to protect her. I don't want her to be stopped. I want to walk her to school so that she, under, in, in her own words, she says, um, you know, uh, uh, education empowers and it doesn't, you know, uh, uh, destroy. And, and that actually is one of the beautiful things that I really said she will actually celebrate next year and say, 60 years down the line, I have managed to support my own child as a domestic worker and in so little but to make sure that I encourage her that she goes to school, she stays in school, and for her to cut that umbilical cord of poverty, mm. and she will come back in the family and make a difference. Wow. That, for me, was just so phenomenal, because in most cases, we tend to celebrate, and that's actually the beauty about Essays of Africa magazine. We don't just celebrate each other, you know, the extraordinary woman, but we also celebrate that ordinary woman because it's all about women and our different journey. And that is actually what it's all about for me. This Guess what? You've got all of us now wanting, queuing at the shop, wanting to read that story and get to know Miss Mueketsi because I think it's such an uplifting story. And thank you for bringing it to our attention. And your magazine is at all good bookstores, right? It is actually in all uh, stores now. We've even, uh, you know, uh, extended it to the likes of, you know, Check Up, Stick and Pay, just all over now. And we're grateful to God for that. I'm grateful to you for giving us a wonderful magazine. Thank you, Nawal. Always a pleasure talking to you. Thank you so much, Shadow, and thank you, listeners. Take care. Take care. That's Nawal Nolazim Zuli. And they, their magazine is called Essays of Africa. And in, in it, they also feature something I feel very strongly about. Um, we must have this conversation about breastfeeding.
the importance of it, but also to be able to breastfeed wherever we need to breastfeed. But that's for another day, but it's in her magazine as well. When we come back, Anna Rich is the senior editor at Fair Lady, and that's who we will be talking to. Shadow Twala on SAFM. Okay. Um, when I first saw Fair Lady, I was slightly confused because they have Miss Oprah Winfrey on the cover. So I did a double take and thought, oh, Oprah Winfrey only goes on Oprah's magazine. You know, I didn't think they would, they would put her on the cover. So senior editor of Fair Lady, Anna Rich, joins me. Hello, Anna. Hi, Shadow. How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Did you hear my comment? I did a double take because I thought, Oh Magazine? No, it's not Oh Magazine. It's Fair Lady. Cause yes. Cause yeah. No, I mean, I, I guess that's quite an interesting... Um, it is a bit of a thing that we did. But, of course, um, Oh Magazine um, is no longer going yes. in South Africa. Yes. So, um, I mean, of course, we'd want to put someone like Oprah on our cover and... Um, while Oprah magazine was going, um, you can't really do that. Um, so, you know, um, it was great to have the opportunity to, to have a little look at Oprah um, and actually see what she's, she's up to these days because um, I think she's sort of fallen off our radars a little bit, um, mm. even though she's got the school here. Um, and even though she is to be found somewhere on some other channels, um, uh, you know, I think she's kind of, out of some of our consciousness is a bit so so it was it was great to just you know sleep around and find out well, where I, she's at. Well, I, I like the 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 big question that everybody wanted to know why she never got married to Stedman, and yes, she's got yeah. a quote there saying, "I wanted to be asked to be married more than I wanted to be married." Mm, yeah, that, so? yeah, yeah. Um, I, I do think Oprah is, is a really amazingly honest person and very open as I mean I, I think I mean you, you, you never really know but um, I, I don't think she's she doesn't appear to hide anything and I think one of the great things and the, one of the reasons we connect with her is, is that you know she she says it like it is if something has touched her as well she will face up and, and own it you know and um, yeah I think that was amazingly honest yes. <laughs> I think a lot of women probably feel like that yeah yeah the, you know the, it's there's just it's too much pressure to get married, even even when people just really you just want to know you be you're loved, hey, more than yeah. more than anything yeah. else. But yeah. we, I want us to talk about your your Fair Lady Women of the Future Awards. Okay, yeah. Um, look, um, in this magazine, you can basically read uh, who the finalists are, just a little bit about each of them. Um, they're all pretty amazing, inspiring women um, who've sort of gone out on their own and set up their businesses um, and struggled and um, some are on the way up and some are actually right there on, on top. Um, yeah, um, they're, they're very inspiring and um, obviously there's the two categories, you know, the, the people who be in business for a bit longer and who are older than 25 and then the younger ones, the rising stars. Um, so, you know, we've got each of those and... Um, uh, I think it's the 19th of August. We'll have uh, we've got an event, and the winner will be actually announced. So, yeah. Hmm. Okay, please do stay on the line for me, Anna. We're going to take yes. news headlines, and we'll be back sure. talking to you after this. So, Uti, let's start with news headlines. Thanks, Shadow. Good afternoon. The public protector Tulima Dancela says President Jacob Zuma should have acted way back in 2009 
when media reports revealed cost escalation in the expenditure on security upgrades at his Nkandla home. Madensela is currently addressing Parliament via a media press conference. EFF leader Julius Malema has thanked hundreds of party supporters who travelled to Polokwane to pledge solidarity with him on the first day of his trial. The presiding judge postponed the matter to tomorrow. And Britain's Conservative government has announced plans to make private landlords in England responsible for evicting migrants from their properties if their applications for asylum fail. Details at 2 o'clock. Shadow Twala on SAFM. So, Anna Rich is my guest, senior editor at Fair Lady. Anna, what do I have to do to win the 35,000 rand shopping spree? I mean, really? How tempting is this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, just buy the magazine and <laughs> read what you have to do. Um, yeah, uh, you just, well, I can't say, uh, you know, buy the magazine. Yeah, no, 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 I, 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 I didn't expect you to answer that. I'm just, I'm just yeah. dreaming of 35,000 rand to go shopping. I mean, that's, yeah, that's I think quite it's a bit. an amazing competition. It is, eh? Yeah, I think. Most of us would love that opportunity. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But, but then, you know, you don't only end it there. If you don't, you can't win the 35,000 at least. You can get fabulous fashion at, at 500 rand. Yeah. I mean, actually, even um, far less than that. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, what I loved, um, one of the things Cara, our fashion editor, did was um, to take 500 specs and and buy basically a whole outfit with it um, wow. uh, and, wow. and to me that, that's quite something and um, snappy clothes really great so um, yeah we always love a bargain <laughs> yeah no for yeah. sure mm. um, and, and sorry mm-hmm. speaking of, of bargains and trying to save I mean um, something that I feel extremely strongly about uh, is what you know whether we are saving money or not and we've been running um, a series of money articles each month mm. trying to inspire people to try and get their money stuff in order because um, I think a lot of us just live from paycheck to paycheck. Mm. Um, we don't have a budget. We, we don't um, save money. We don't um, think much about the future. We don't think about whether we've got a pension um, plan in place properly and might leave it to our company. You know, we don't think about We don't engage with these things. We just kind of put it aside, put it out of our minds, and I really think it's incredibly important. And um, the, the particular article this time is about investment, and some of us might think that, um, you know, that's really for extremely wealthy people, and it's too complicated, um, but, like, the take-home message there to me is that if you can manage to spare a couple of a hundred bucks a month, mm. 250, 300, you actually can buy, um, you know, uh, ET, what are they called? <laughs> I forgot them now. Mm-hmm. Um, exchange traded funds or unit trusts, and you just have a debit order and let that go every month rather than, you know, overspending on another pair of shoes or um, another piece of clothing that just sits in your wardrobe. Um, rather just have that debit order going and have that money going away. And in the end, you know, you can actually build up a, a decent amount of money for yourself, you know, and have a bit more freedom of choice in the end is what it comes down to. So, somebody um, somebody yeah. ought to simplify that for people. You know, the minute you start talking money and finances, some people find it too, the language becomes difficult. Yes. You know, uh, yeah. The, yeah. The, the words we use. People just want to put money away and not need to be mathematicians or accountants. And no. sometimes that's no. what it requires. So I'm happy for the beginner's guide to investing. I'm hoping that yeah. it'll break those barriers down. 
Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I'd urge people to sort of, if, if, I mean, you know, obviously a lot of people out there are very familiar with all of that, but, you know, a lot of people just sort of take fright and ignore it. And, mm, you know, it's just mm. so complicated. So uh, I'd really encourage people to read that because um, each of the experts we have, you know, interview every month, are, you know, they do their best to put it into as plain English as possible and explain mm. things clearly um, and demystify it. So, yeah. Yeah, let's all well, let's, let's put it out there for Women's Month and all of us yes. invest something. Thanks, Anna. Yes. Thank you so much for for joining us and, and thanks for a great magazine. Thank you so much. Uh, you take care. Take care. Bye bye. Bye bye. Bye bye. Now um, we'll find out. Still to come, I'll be talking to Elizabeth Ngonzi, CEO of Africa Token. But first, Numpumele Zulu is the deputy editor at True Love magazine, and uh, she joins me now. Numpumelele, hello. Hello, Ma. How's it? I'm good. I'm good. And you, you've put, you, you've put this girl on, and I say this girl because she is such a great actress. And, and acts like and a real girl on, <laughs> in, on her TV show. But she's a wonderful woman. She is. You know, she's the girl that everyone loves to hate. Yes. But, you know, besides her published show, there's a person in there with a story to tell. And hers is just of resilience and perseverance. And I found that out when I was interviewing her because I said I wanted to do the story myself because, you know, no one knows who Denise Zimba is besides the fact that she's that bubbly, loud presenter on TV or, you know, just actress on Generations. And it was so interesting interviewing her and finding out about, you know, how how much perseverance there is in that girl. Listen, I'm I'm going to I'm going to read the story because all of us want to know who she is and what she's made of. But she's very beautiful to look at. She's pretty. She's very, very pretty. pretty. And she's leaving generations? She is she is leaving generations. She's just doing her final shoot. And it's not because she was fired, contrary to popular belief. Mm-hmm. She just asked that um, her contract not be extended because she wants to pursue other things. She's got this dream of going to Hollywood, and she says everything she's doing at the moment is to get her there. Wow, wow. Okay. But, no, yeah. we wish her well. We wish her well. Now, um, one of the things you talk about, is it really military wear coming back now? It, it looks like it, hey, because um, our fashion team tells me it, it is making a comeback and everyone is jumping on it. If you're not wearing it now, then you might just be left out. Really? It is. It is coming back, and I'm excited. Well, I'm just going to go to a second-hand shop and get all those army jackets. <laughs> yes, maybe we should all do that. I guess the shoes to match as well. Yeah, because I don't think it's going to last too long, you know. <laughs> Surely we can't wear all stilettos. No, no, no. Let's let's go to to the second hand shops and find them. And then, um, what what should we be inspired by this this August? This August. Oh, I'm so happy to talk about this. You know, True Love is a women's magazine, and we tackle women's issues every single month. Mm-hmm. So we review it as we view that as celebrating women, women all the time. However, this month we decided to do something extra special mm-hmm. because of Women's Month, 
and we have two big features that we're proud of, and the first one being our 100 Inspirational Women Special. Okay. We wanted to shine the light on these hard-working, dedicated women who've made a huge contribution to their respective sectors. And we're proud that today women have made their mark in almost everything from politics, business, science and technology to fashion, beauty, entertainment and so forth. So that's what the piece is about. We want women to look at it, to read the, the, the inspiring stories and say, you know, this is where I want to go. Um, the second piece that people should look out for, uh, look out for is our interview with female politicians, Madam Speaker Umamba Legambete mm-hmm. and Deputy Chair Umam Tandi Mudise. Oh, wonderful. So yes. they're, they're in there as well? They're in there as well. It, and, you know, talking to them was such an eye-opener. You know, it, 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 when it comes to women's issues especially, it was such an honor also to host them and see them outside of Parliament. Mm. It took months, of course, or months of planning to get them and their beautiful daughters to come join us. But um, it, was well, it was well worth it, I tell you. Well, Ubalega's got a lot to share with us. I mean, she must just tell us what she uses for her skin, eh? <laughs> and she, you know, when I asked her that question, she said, it's just good genes. Oh, okay. That's what she said. She just said, I take after my mom. Oh, yeah, no. She says, she says her mom looked 46 when she was 60. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so, so it is in their genes. Okay. Yeah. No, thank you so much, and thanks for talking to us. We look forward to those stories, and um, happy, happy Women's Month. Thank you so much, Mama. Also, happy Women's Month to you too and your team of Thank women there. Thank you, Numbumelelo. Thank you. Keep on. Thank you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Now, the African Women's Leadership Summit takes place tomorrow, and uh, they've invited quite a few uh, international speakers and global thought leaders. And we thought we'd catch up with one of those speakers. Liz Ngonzi is a CEO. Africa, Tikkun, uh, USA, and uh, we'll, we'll be back talking to her and her work, um, or Africa, Tikkun's work in South Africa after this. Liz Ngozi joins me now, CEO of Africa, Liz, hello, welcome. Thank you so very much. Please tell me how, is Africa, Tikkun, that's all I've been saying all day, but how do you pronounce it? It is Africa Tikkun, but I'm actually the CEO of Africa, Tikkun, USA. My, my boss, Mark Lubner, is yeah, the the global CEO of Africa Tikkun. So I'm, I just cover the U.S. Okay. Now tell us about yes. your work in South Africa. Sure. So we're a 20 year old organization uh, that works out of five community centers in Hauteng as well as in uh, Western Cape provinces, and we serve 20,000, 19,000, 20,000 um, children per year. Um, and our whole reason for being is to help them to uh, come out of their disadvantaged backgrounds and helping them to really provide them with opportunities to become productive citizens as well as leaders of, of tomorrow. Uh, it's a great organization. It's one I'm very proud to be part of. Now, Liz, how did you find, how do you find the, these young people? How do you handpick them? What's the process? Sure. So about so 85% of our employees in our in our centers, we have about we employ about 600 people in South Africa. Uh, 85% of our employees come from the communities we serve. So in Deep Sleuth, Orange Farm, Alex, 
Uh, these are folks who, um, you know, grew up in these communities. They themselves at some point may have been one of our, some of our beneficiaries. And so it's really, you know, they, they identify, um, those young people. Uh, because we're, we're really a central part of the communities, the, the kids find them, find us as well. Um, and our programs are very well known and we provide a lot of value. Um, in fact, our, our, we use a cradle to career holistic development model, which helps us to look at a child as not just sort of like, you know, a kid who needs an education or a kid who just needs some health care or, you know, we really try to develop them on a, from a holistic basis. And so we look at everything, you know, all the challenges that they may be facing and all the tools that they need to be able to become much more productive citizens. Um, and by word of mouth, I mean, you know, the schools know us, everyone mm-hmm. really knows us. And it's very hard to, to miss our community centers because they're actually quite beautiful in these communities. So what what what's what's your address on? What's the subject of your address tomorrow at the at the summit? So, um, so the African Women Leadership Summit that we, we're organizing um, is bringing together a number of different leaders um, who are going to be speaking about their various uh, leadership journeys. Uh, for me, my you know, I, I, I live in the U.S., but I, I, my, I too myself am an African woman, and, mm-hmm. and really looking at some of the, the challenges that I face in the, in the roles that I've had, but also the, the, the strategies I've employed to develop my own journey um, and that I'm hoping will be able to inform others' journeys. Um, and 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 looking to bring all of these different speakers together. Mm. Um, can I can I share a little bit about all of our speakers? Yes, to get a yes, sense of what we yes. put together. So, um, you know, I, I I don't know how many women's events you've gone to. But I'm sure you've been to many. And typically, what you'll find is a bunch it's a bunch of women speaking to each other, but you never hear about you know what men have to think about yeah. um, women's leadership journeys. And so we decided to bring in men. We have two men. Uh, one of whom is from the corporate uh, side of things, uh, Fraser Lamb, who's the executive chairman of McCann Africa and the CEO of McCann South Africa, mm-hmm. as well as Ravi Naidu, who is the executive director of um, economic development and tourism for the city of Johannesburg. So we're getting sort of the government perspective as well as the private sector perspective. And then because we're you know, looking at this as, a, as an African women's leadership summit, so just, you know, South Africa is part of Africa. In total, we've brought in a woman who is uh, named Lutang Moses, an award-winning CEO of South Daiko, um, Botswana, and the Diamond Technology Park. Um, and, of course, you know, I always like to look at our future leaders, who are some of the young people that we have out there. So we have Panash uh, Chukumadzi, mm-hmm. who's a World Economic Forum Global Shaper. I'm sure you know her because she's quite an amazing, yes. amazing young woman and founder and editor of Vanguard Magazine and, and has been quite prominent out there. And at her young age is 23. I, I feel like a... a um, I feel like an underachiever when I speak to her because she's so impressive. And then, of course, we have uh, the ever-fabulous Judy McQuaidy, who's the COO of TourVest, and mm-hmm. who's also an author and entrepreneur and very well-known in South Africa. And so really trying to bring all those different perspectives together to speak about leadership journeys for women and, and, and from the men giving – I want, I'm going to ask the men um, who their their favorite women leaders are, and then they can speak to the ways that they've tried to um, help uh, women to develop their own leadership journeys, as well as some of the strategies they can recommend to those of us who are trying to, um, you know, sort of jumpstart our careers. You know, they're, they're in positions of power and leadership in their respective organizations, so they can they're really best place mm. to share with us what they look for and, and some of the things that women can do to really um, to, to attract 
the opportunities that are necessary for them to rise uh, through their careers. Well, Liz, I, I'm, I hope to catch up with you again. We've run out of time, but it, I, no. I need to talk to you about so many other things. But we will. Absolutely. We wish you all the best for tomorrow. And, and yeah, thank you so much. Yes, thank you so much for your time. And happy Women's Month. Thank you. Happy Women's Month to you too. Thank you. Uh, and the summit is, um, if you want to go, you can contact Angela Clark on 083-260-5981. 083-260-5981. It is now time for Nalibali.